Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. There's a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! God bless March, Mikey A. God bless March and a little bit of April, Stu. A little bit of April. The most important parts of it are in April, but we only focus on March. It's a weird thing we did. It is. Uh, It's not as mad. No, but it was nice. Uh, It really was for a moment. And yet a couple of moments from the first round. Uh, Princeton, obviously, and their head coach is going to join us coming up here uh, in just a minute. I'm very excited for that. Hopefully my internet connection uh will will remain stable here because it's uh it's going in and out here so uh but Golik will join us for that and uh i'm excited and then you had Furman and that big shot your heart drops for the kid in virginia who just they had a timeout he chucks the ball up in the air he's a senior i hate those moments because as exciting as that game was the tough part is that kid will think about that moment every day for the remainder of his life, okay? And he'll never do so with a smile. There won't be a joke that will make him laugh from one of his teammates. He will be stuck with that feeling uh, for the rest of his life, kind of like the feeling we have as being Jet fans. (laughs) Do you have a moment like that, Stu? Broadcasting or athletic career, your your D-whatever lacrosse career, do you have one of those moments where you're like, you know what? That is the thing I'm going to remember the most. I I have, you know, it's funny. From lacrosse, no, because the games I played in, I had a decent college career. I went to a D3 school, but I was never playing in games with enough stakes attached to them where I would have have a moment like that. Like, if I did make a mistake in a Clark University lacrosse game and we ended up losing the game because of my mistake – we ended up two and nine instead of three and you know three and eight. Okay, so I never had one of those. Um, I have in broadcasting, uh, so maybe I can relate it to that. Have you ever heard the interview we did with Chuck Norris? No. Okay. Oh, this is great. This, this is the equivalent. <laughs> I I'm would excited. say, I would say you might want to laugh at me that I have had a Hall of Fame radio career. Okay. That me and Dan, we are going to walk into the hall. We're going to stroll into the Hall of Fame at some point. No argument. Thank you. And so I will tell you, in order to do that, you've had to be interesting for 20-some-odd years. You've had to be funny. You've had to be self-deprecating. You've had, So I have had millions of great radio moments, millions of them. Restaurant reservations. <laughs> weekend observations, moments with you, Mikey C., Mike Golick Jr., that I will cherish forever, okay, that put a smile on my face. But the moment that I think about, when I think about my entire radio career, the entire thing, the whole scope of it in its entirety, 
is the first question I asked to Chuck Norris. Because Lebetard and I were doing Chuck Norris jokes for weeks, okay? You know the Chuck Norris jokes I'm talking about, right? And we built up, and then we finally landed Chuck Norris. And I wish we had the audio for this, but we don't. Uh, We finally landed him. And I think five days out, we started promoting him. Doing the jokes, promoting him, doing the jokes, promoting him. And the buildup was so big, and our audience was expecting so much from me and Dan. And so Dan, and you've listened to the show enough, Mikey, to know this. Dan usually he drives the interviews. He drives the show. And I thought this would also be the case. Except when Chuck Norris came on, and I was not prepared, woefully unprepared for Dan doing this to me. But I guess in sports and in radio, you always got to be prepared. I'm always telling my daughter, be prepared. You never know when the coach is going to put you in. You got to be ready. And I should have followed my own advice. Be prepared. You never know when Lebetard's going to throw it to you for the first question because he's scared as fuck of Chuck Norris. <laughs> he choked him. <laughs> and so he threw it to me, and what came out of my mouth is the single most embarrassing thing that I've ever said into a microphone in my life. I can't, I, Mike, I can't recreate it for you because it's impossible. The words are jumbled. They don't make sense. I have no idea what I asked. I just know the last two words were something about Jurassic Park. (laughs) And a Jeep. What was his response? uh, He laughed at me. Chuck did. Okay. And so did Lebitard. And and I got mad at Lebitard because he's laughing at me, yet he choked. But you can't hear him choking. You can hear me choking. Okay. (laughs) It's so bad. I wish we had it. Go listen to it. You'll laugh at it. I will. I'll find it. Text me what you think afterwards. It's the worst. Oh, my (laughs) God. That's it. So that's it for me. Uh, I imagine you haven't had any of those moments, right? Uh, Not pressing record on Chip Kelly. Until oh, that was a good through. one. That was recent. That was that's, that was recent. That's still sticking with you, huh? Listen, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fucking move on, dude. <laughs> Again, I wish I could. It's not your fault. All right. Mistakes happen. Uh, how's your bracket, by the way? Uh, it's it's all right. It's it survived the onslaught. It has really. Yeah, listen, I, I mean, Virginia in the Sweet 16, but none, that's about as bad as it got for me. I lost the Sweet 16 team. Uh, all right. It looks like uh, as we're recording this, there's some games going on right now. So it looks like uh, there'll be there'll be more upsets today. Uh, this is uh, this is exciting. Before we get to uh, Mitch Henderson, who is the head coach at Princeton, who is the biggest get in sports today, and uh, he really is. I, I would take him over Aaron Rodgers. I would. <laughs> I would. But speaking of, uh, <laughs> I'm go ahead and disagree with you there, Stu. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I totally made that up. I would take him right after Aaron Rodgers, though. I, sure. I, I, I'm lying again. I would take Mercedes Lewis ahead of Aaron Rodgers. I would. I would take Mercedes Lewis one, Rodgers two, and I, and then I think I would go with Mitch Henderson three. Uh, But that's what makes this time of year so special, what Princeton did uh, against Arizona. But speaking of Aaron Rodgers, uh, where are you? Are you in the same place as you were, uh, you know, a couple of days ago when I spoke to you? You still feel confident? I I am. I think it's going to happen, and I think it's going to happen right around the draft. Okay. What do you want to give up to get him? Uh, Is the 13th pick in this year's draft going to be an issue for you, Mike? 
if they if they had to do it, I they would not be. It. I would not be upset. I don't think they have to do it. Right. So so imagine you're the third. You have the thirteenth pick in the draft. You might use it on a safety. You might use it on a defensive end. You might use it on an offensive lineman. You are not a defensive end away from winning a Super Bowl. You're not a safety away from winning the Super Bowl. And you're not an offensive guard away from winning the Super Bowl. You're a fucking quarterback away from winning, from, from contending and possibly winning a Super Bowl. And the quarterback wants to come play for your team. Give him the 13th pick and let's move on. Enough. Well, you know, I don't think you you give him the 13th pick if it comes down if they're if you reach the line in the sand. But until right. you reach the line in the sand, you try and hold on to it. And there's nothing what, wrong with that. What What if Aaron puts on his wish list? Do not give away the 13th pick in the first round. Well, then you hold round. on to it with both hands. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go in? Should I ask Aaron if we could make some more demands before uh, we get this thing done? Oh man, we could come up with some stuff. I mean, you could be a coach. I, I should be a coach. I, that's what I'm saying. Do you want me to? Uh, he didn't tell me to lose his number. I mean, do you want me to reach out? Throw it out there. What would let I do, do? Let me do. Let me do pregame hype stuff. What would I do? What would I mean? Play by play. I know, but Bob Wachusen's great at that. He Bob Wachusen's fantastic, but you could be like an alternate broadcast with cursing and all that stuff. Oh wow. <laughs> That's a great idea. I think it is. I know. <laughs> you got to talk to the Jets about that. And by we, I mean Aaron's got to talk to the Jets about that. Aaron will just make it happen. <laughs> Maybe that's what Mercedes Lewis will do with me. Because he can't play football anymore. But at least he'll be a part of the whole thing. <laughs> How about right. a weekly show with Aaron? I, well, McAfee kind of has that, doesn't he? Yeah. How about a well, weekly show with Mercedes Lewis? Listen, only if we're going to trump Aaron right there. Right? Or Lazard. Or Bakhtiari. I might do a weekly show with Jordan Love. <laughs> Future Jet quarterback. 20 years. We should do one with Zach Wilson. Now you're talking. That now you're fun. talking. <laughs> He's got nothing else to do. <laughs> He's free for the next two to three years. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what you ask Aaron for. <laughs> a weekly with Zach? <laughs> yes. And he has to stand there and listen to me berate him how bad he is. It is a really good idea. We should try to do this now. <laughs> a weekly with Zach Wilson. <laughs> I so badly want to do this. We should just do a show where every week we have Zach Wilson and we bring on another failed jet experiment and we just talk about how bad all of them are. Right, like we bring, right. we bring on Gase, we bring on Kotite if he's alive. I don't even know. We bring on, we bring on uh, Christian Hackenberg. We bring on all these people, and we just talk about how bad they are. Well, no, do we talk about how bad the organization is? Like, I think we got to let them off the hook. Like, guys, this has nothing to do with you. It's them. It's not you. It's them. Aaron just has superpowers. That'll be and your allows take. Allows him to overcome <laughs> them. Okay, that could be your take. <laughs> Except Kotite. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, there you go. That was all on him. Lazard would be a good weekly show. By the way, Gase, man, you're giving a bad rap. Gase is the reason you have Joe Douglas. So, Gase I mean, it was his hire. Reason. Uh, it does not say, uh, Wikipedia does not have him as past. He's not? He's, he's still with us? Yeah, it appears so. All right. So, Rich Kotite. 
uh, breaking news, is still alive. He's 80. He's And still with us. Still with us. All right. Well, congratulations, Rich. <laughs> so what are you he's doing not, next week? <laughs> well, the guy who killed the Jets is not dead. <laughs> Let's get to Mitch Henderson. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice-cold Miller Lights. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh, folks, gather around. Everyone gather around, listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me, you bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, coach, I mean, I, I think the only place to start is at the end. When when that game is over and all of the players are looking at you and you're looking at them, what's going on? What's the emotion? Yeah, I, I just almost shock. Um, we were down the whole game. Um, you know, we, we had – I used up all my timeouts with six minutes left. <laughs> just trying to – I just knew. I was like, there's no way we can let this thing get back to double digits. We had no, you know, uh, and I said to, you know, each eight minutes, six minutes, you know, four minute timeout, I said, okay, we just got to get it to three. Uh, and we got it, you know, we got there. And and um, and then, you know, at the, at the very end of the game, we were talking about this last night, like they had three shots at it to tie the game and send it to overtime. And, uh, you know, so it's sort of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened very much of that moment. And then, then you kind of, even at dinner last night, I asked the team, I said, do you guys have any idea what you just did? You know, and uh uh, it had one of those, even for us in the moment, it felt special, uh, Mike. It, it felt really like uh, we had, 
you know, it, it, it just it just had one of those feelings that we knew right away. Like, this this was a really special moment for our university and our players. And I want to get to the the point of you did this, you know, oh, just a couple of years ago. You had an experience like this as a player. But I, okay, I'm, I'm just going to flat out ask this: They have three six eleven players in their rotation. You, you guys are four twenty five from three point land. You don't make your first free throw until what twenty second, twenty one seconds yeah. to go. Yeah. How the hell did you win the game? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> so, you know, a couple a couple things stand out. You know, they we turned them over thirteen times. Um, they didn't. They they took seven free throws, made four, missed some crucial ones down the stretch, and they didn't get their points in transition. Mike, you know, that's that's been such a big part of who they were all season was transition baskets. They've got a real high risk, high reward way of playing, and our our guys played. Big in stature. I uh, we were flying around all over using our double teams well post. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it, and we drew on the crowd. The crowd got into it and was right there for us. But he loves to see offense. Now this was a game in in the fifties. But talking about the big guys that they had, and they were trying to drop it down in so much so that you know the other uh, you know the, the coach from Arizona was kind of wondering where the fouls were, but they weren't called, so it wasn't called. Bottom line is they had the size. They're trying to go low while you can draw defensive schemes. We all know so much of defenses want to. So talk about just that side of your players and just and just being able to play the defense they did. I appreciate you asking. And, you know, there were some calls that were made against us on our guy, Tosan, that, that um, you know, um, we can both talk about some of the calls and it just went the way it went. But, you know, we, we measure in our program uh, some things that uh, we call them chip points that are, uh, you know, not in statistics, deflections, loose balls, long rebounds, charges taken. Uh, I just thought the last four minutes of the game, we got all of them. And um, you're right. It was the will. It was an extraordinary will to win. And we really talked all season about, uh, look, you belong. You're a national program. This is what we we brought you here for and behave like it. So when you were, when you had the lead, you know, coming down to the end of the game, what, what were you talking about then to the players as opposed to when you were down double digits a lot of yeah. the game? We were we we led for such few <laughs> like I mean, I don't know, it was just sort of happened. I mean, a smile's on my face now, and that's I mean, it was really like I, by the time I got done shaking hands and you know, you're going to do a little TV, you're like, I can't believe that just happened. Uh, as I said a couple of years ago, I won't you know mention years or mention age or anything, but you guys were a 13 seed and you knock off. UCLA. So you see it from a player's perspective and a coach's perspective. So how how does that differ for you? This is a million times better. And I can say, you know, when you're coaching at your alma mater, you you have to check, um, you know, anything that that's about you and your past. So, you know, at least for me, you want a memory like that for the current group. So there's some pictures of me jumping up in the air, leaving my feet at Princeton's campus. And we get to take all those down now which I'm happy about. Uh, it's time for us to to turn a new chapter. We've got another really big special win in our program's history. And and these guys, uh, they did that. So what does it say about the tournament as a whole? It's a third year in a row and 11 time overall. A 15 seed is, is knocked off a two. So what, what do you think that says? I think um, the, the, the world is smaller for these kids. You know, you play in the shoe circuits in the summers, a Under Armour, uh, Nike, Adidas, all these guys are either playing against or with or even on the same team as 
um, everybody that we saw at Arizona. Um, there's familiarity at transfer portal. We don't have any transfers in our program, but we we sort of you sort of know everything. So, you know, as you go start to go through the scout, they're like, "Yep, heard of that guy." You know, we know about that guy. They're they're watching these games, and then you know, um, neutral court, um, one ten p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, Sacramento. But Mike is an unbelievable sports town. It was packed, packed all the way up to the top, and uh, we got some we got some of the other fan bases starting to cheer for us and. You know, that's there's magic in that. And so, you know, we ta- I, we were tapping into that for sure. You guys did what Furman did. That's that's the NCAA tournament, you know, right there. Yeah. That's why that's why, you know, people are watching this and people love it so much. But then it's like you enjoy that and you get a day and now you got to play again. So I know you are, you always scout the next the, the possibility of the two teams you're going to play uh, before your game. So. What did you tell the guys about? I mean, this truly is enjoy it, but it's got to be over pretty quick. Yeah. So I tell you, we, we in the Ivy League, we play back-to-backs almost exclusively Friday-Saturday games. So this feels like an eternity, you know, when we're actually oh. um, And, you know, Missouri is, is a tough preparation. They, they press you the whole game. They're up in your grill all the time. But, um, you know, I think if you – we're smelling the roses on this one. This is a lot of fun, and we, we – um, we want to go to the Sweet 16, just like Missouri, so we know we know what's at stake. But we're we're smiling while we're preparing. Uh, but coach, you guys are not content here, right? Like you're not like Arizona in comparison to Missouri. I mean, you look at Missouri and you laugh a little bit. You want to get to the Sweet 16. You want to get to the Final Four. I love that your <laughs> players and you are not content with just winning the game that you won. Yeah, I, I'm. Certainly not laughing about Missouri. They're really good. That's and, me. I said that. Um, you didn't say oh, it. I said it, Coach. Oh, yeah. No, I I, I, I tell you, um, we, we were fighting for our life on Sunday to make the tournament, to make the NCAA right. tournament. We flew out on Saturday, on, on Monday. You know, I mean, we want to keep playing, and we just happen to be playing our best basketball of the season right now. Um um, um, you know, there's, you have kind of another life in March sometimes, and you need a special group to do that. Um, not every group's got it, you know, you, but Furman, we were watching that Furman game in our locker room before the game and everybody was cheering them on. And, you know, I, I thought that was great. Like you got to tap into your little kid in, in these <laughs> moments. Yeah, you, you really do. So what was, what was your last message to the team in your pregame talk before the game? So, um, I said, you know, you got to dream, you got to dream big. We're going to have to make some shots, but do not forget about the the cold dose of reality that is Arizona. And that was transition. Uh, we talked about it nonstop. And I kind of, I kind of was like transition. If you're not running back and your hands aren't up like this, every single possession don't expect success. And, you know, they listen, they, it's a good group. They're, they really listen. And they, and they played, I thought, as you said, Mike, they, they played with a will that was fun to watch. You know, you went through that, as I mentioned, you went through this upset some years ago when you were a 13 seed. And I love your quote. You said, it may be an upset on paper into the country, but it's not to us. And I know you believe that because you did it as a player. Do, do, you, do you think your players yeah. truly believe that? Yeah, they sure do. Yeah. Um, they, you know, uh, the, the kids, they, um, they teach me a lot. I think they teach us coaches quite a bit. They're, um, they, they're, they want and expect this to happen to them. Um, I, I also think that they sometimes with perspective and time, they'll realize how unique this really was. And, um, but they can hang on 
this for a long time. Do they like to make you feel old, Coach? Yeah, come on. Look at my hair. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, but do the I've kids gone, go out? I'm going completely gray. Do the kids go out of their way to try to make you feel old? Um, I mean, I'm sure they. You know, they, they, there's probably like like uh, like an old man. They're they're doing stuff that's just like going right over the top of my head. But uh, I don't know. I think if you can't laugh at yourself like your group. Then you're missing out on the best parts of, of coaching. How many how many texts did you have after that game? Yeah, I mean, 400, 500. Ah, um, uh, it, you, is, who, um, who was the best and, text and from? Really, like, give, give us a name we would recognize. You got a text from whom? Like, so who? I've gotten I've gotten to be fairly close with Steve Kerr, and he uh, nice. he went to Arizona. He was like, you son of a gun, you know? Ah, like, ah, like, he was getting mostly Arizona text. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, now I, I would imagine – I, I, I would imagine now for the Princeton faithful, the expectations have now risen greatly, right? After getting through this game, right? right? Have it. We would have it no other way, Mike. And, you know, one, one really cool thing about working, uh, being at Princeton is, you know, the, these, these parents entrust us with their kids all over from all over the globe. And, uh, and it's a life-changing experience. And um, my parents did that for me and I'm forever grateful for it. it this really is, expectations go up, but it, it really is a life changing experience for our, for our student athletes. Uh, coach, just a couple of things. First off, thank you for knocking Aaron Rodgers like out of the headlines, just for a minute, yes. for a moment, yes. we forgot about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers for a moment. We forgot about the New York Jets. So thank you uh, right. for that. You're aware <laughs> of that, right? You begin the biggest story in sports, bigger than Aaron Rodgers. That has to feel good. We've right? got a diehard Jets fan on our team named Zach Martini, <laughs> and he was like, yesterday morning, he was going on and on and on. And on. <laughs> I, was like, you, I don't know. After that press conference where he was like, whatever. But, yeah, no, I, I, I'm i aware. Well, listen, that, that that is it. Tell him we said hello, and that's a typical Jet fan. We have nothing to say for 40 years. We get Aaron Rodgers. We won't stop talking. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what did, I'm wondering, as coaching, having real kind of influence on you, I, I'm just kind of – just having it around that program in the school – what have you like? What what have you learned most from from him and from that feeling that's around this program and around that school? From from Coach Carroll? Yeah. So um, I remember distinctly as we prepared to play UCLA, and he would say this all the time. He would say, "I'm I'm preparing you to win the game." Right. And we would change on how to win. And when the ball went up for the tip, all five of us ran back on defense because Coach said, "You're not getting it. You might as well run back." And uh, I, I take that to heart. Like, I think that um, I thought we played to win. Um, so that's the first thing. Second would be, um, what do you see? I, I, and I use these words a lot with coach, but um, teaching the guys to see the game uh, unfold. We, and we've, we've taken sort of our guy Tosan kind of a passing center and, and molded it to, um, you know, and, and that's, that's the way we like to play is what are you doing in every possession to make each other better? That, that was really coached in a nutshell and we've modernized it, of course, but uh, that's, that's what, you know, he'd be so happy for the group. How do you match up with Missouri? How do you feel like you match up? I mean, they're, that's, they're, they're tough. I and mean, we, we've got and Cornell in our league is like full court press the whole game. It's like, uh, it's, it's like, crazy town USA. So I don't know it's, it's going to be a, we have some time to prepare for it here, you know, to watch some video, but um, I always say that they, they've got to guard us too. So uh, 
it'll be a tough one. Everybody at this point is really good, but we got to make them guard us. So I have some friends who went to Princeton right around the time that you went to Princeton. Brian Tomio, Tor Morrow, Todd Higgins, guys who played lacrosse. And one yeah. of my friends told me to ask you, they know this, you have a 4.5 grade point average from Princeton with a degree in economics. What the hell are you doing coaching? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 that is really nice. I, that is about two points away from where I was. Full points. Uh, not not even close. Um, not according to know. them. They said, they said you had a 4.5 coach. No so way. You graduated with honors. No way. That's- but I'm not going to deny that one too hard. But uh, I tell you um, – when I, when I wanted to get into coaching, Bill Carmody, who I, I ended up working for at Northwestern, he's like, don't, he's like, don't do it. <laughs> uh, you know, look, I, I, this is, we, we lost to Yale four weeks ago. We were up 18 and it was about as low as I've been ever. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And then, and then you, you know, you have my moment like yesterday. And um, I think you have to appreciate the, the, the roller coaster, the low moments and the high moments and try to stay fairly even keeled. But uh, I'm, I'm forever thankful for my Princeton relationships. Um, and I'm, uh, I just always wanted to be a good steward here. Now, what I think is cool is for all of us, we look at this as a game on our sheet and we're like, oh, wow, huge upset. And then we move on to the next one where you guys now, I'm sure, are confident in making a run. It, it's almost like the number 15 beside your name doesn't mean a damn thing. You know, right. and, and, and you feel you're right there with everybody. Is that, am, am I in the right train of thought there? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, you have to be exactly what got you here. And um, we feel perfectly capable of making another, getting that playing well again tomorrow. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but you just got to be good enough to win six games. And I know that there's a lot of talent out there, but these neutral courts, it's totally different. And you're playing in a place like Sacramento where they, they appreciate good basketball Anything can happen. Uh, it doesn't sound crazy. Did you like? Was there was there ever a moment there? And I'm certain your answer is going to be no. But uh, was there a moment there where even you kind of doubted? Like, hey, there's no way we're coming back from this deficit second half against Arizona. <laughs> I know. I, yes, I, that's why I used my timeouts. I was like, I'm not letting this get. To, we're not letting it get to um, to t- back to ten. I mean, we were down ten with maybe eight minutes left, maybe ten minutes left, and. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I wasn't doubtful, but I, I just was, I was hopeful that we could just get it to, to five. And then the crowd, I thought, you know, the UCLA was in the gym too, right? So you got that Pac-12 yeah. thing going there, they're sort of pulling for you. Um, I don't know. We went, we didn't lead until a minute left in the game. Uh, you know, I don't know. It, 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 even now, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sort of like, oh my gosh, this is great. I can't believe I'm talking to you guys. March. So, so, you know, along with those lines, just because you said it a couple of times, and if you could explain it so, you know, people really understand, because we always are so used to seeing at the end of games, timeouts used. And you've mentioned a couple of times, I'm out of, a, I'm out of timeouts with six minutes to go. And you, you were right, with eight minutes, they, they were, you trailed by 10. So six minutes, you're out of timeouts. How tough is that for a coach when you sure as hell would like to call one later on in the game, but you know you yeah. can't? I found it quite freeing, actually, because you're always ah. thinking, like, should I use my timeout? What do I have in store? And also, they switched everything defensively, and they're huge. The kid Balo on the ball, so and I, it wasn't like I, you know, I know you're coming. I'm not that smart. I have that many good plays lined up for baseline or sideline stuff. So I was like, you know, let's just play. <laughs> well, I mean, folks, listen, we 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 do appreciate your time. I know it's your 
the day off, and I'm sure you're still doing all your scouting on Missouri, and I, I know your players have, have enjoyed it, but I know they're – as you mentioned, you're, you're used to back-to-back, so this is kind of a leisure day for them with something they're not used to. So best of luck, and uh, we hope the – hope so the much. Continues. Thanks a lot. Though. I'm a huge fan. I appreciate being uh, being able to spend some time with both of you guys. Thank you. Ah, thank you so much, Coach. Coach, Take keep care. it going. We want. To, if you're such huge fans, we'd like to talk to you again next week. Let's so keep it, it yeah. going. There you and go. Mike and I will talk to you again next week. I'll spend all week with you, okay? <laughs> yeah. Listen, good. we'll go as far Bye. as you go. That's the deal. All right. All right. I love it. All right, all right Take care. Thanks, Coach. Congratulations see to you, you sir. Thanks. Right. So awesome, March, Mike. I love March. <laughs> it's the best. Nothing better. That that Furman game, though, was the game. I picked Furman on my sheet. Mike, here's what I hate about those particular games, okay? As exciting as it was, and I actually had Furman. You had it on your sheet sheet or one of your other thousand sheets? Well, here's the thing. Now, here's what I'll do throughout this because you can can cut off the tape on this. I'm going to say I had 15 sheets, but I only really filled out one and put it in. I put it in Mike's thing, but I did pick Furman. I'm on the one sheet I picked. I did pick Furman, but normally you're right. I never brag about upsets when I when I literally picked 10 or 15 sheets. I didn't care about upsets. I just cared about you know winning the, with a pool. So that yeah, was it. I, I I understand. What I hate about those games and those moments is as great of a game as that was, and I was happy that I too was right taking Furman as well in one of my 14 sheets. Yeah. Uh, I hate those moments where you have a kid who's going to have to sit with that and think about that moment for the rest of his life. Not a day will go by where he will not think about how he blew that game for Virginia. And he was a key component, a key part of the team that won the national championship just a couple of years ago, made several big plays. But the thing he'll think about first and most, Mike, when he thinks back on his college career is that moment because it's so painful to him. He's always think about the worst moment. Not the not the best moment. That that that's when when I'm always asked about my worst moment in sports. It, it's losing in high school at the state wrestling championships. And I took third, and I should have taken first. But you know, Kurt Loudermilk wrestled better than I did. You know, in the match we and, and that there is there is no second place. That it, it is that moment of my sports career. It's not a great moment. It's a it's a and that's what players remember. They remember the down moments. And they stick with you so much longer than than the good moments. It's it's like uh listen, it's no different in radio. Like I the the first question I asked Chuck Norris on an interview that Dan and I did, it's the worst question ever asked in the history of radio. I made a thousand good jokes, I've made a thousand decent points, but that's the one thing when people say radio career. The first thing I think of is how I blew the Chuck Norris interview. <laughs> it's just it's just what moves you right first because you want to do everything right and always make the right play or or do the right right and have a great interview. And when you're doing it, it sticks in your car. It just it just does. And you're right. And it's a shame for that kid. But now he was part of a title team, so that that certainly helps right. ease the pain a little bit that you got a ring. But that moment, you're right, will be stuck in his car for a long time. Mike, you know what's interesting? The game has changed a lot. The players, there's parity now. Yeah, uh, it does, yeah. it, you know, a lot of players skip uh, skip college, go straight to the pros. A lot are one and done. It doesn't change. It does not change what the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament feels like because the upsets are just so amazing. It never fails to no. deliver. Ever. Never, you know, ever fails to deliver. And it seems like we get caught up on the numbers and or the size of the school too much because, like I said, it's a third year in a row. A 15 right. is beating a two. 
Yeah. And again, the 11 time overall. So it's happening more now. And you heard coach say, I mean, there is more parity. These kids go to the same, you know, the AAUs, you know, and then sneaker deals and camps and this and that. So there is, there can be more parity. They know about these players more uh, when they're facing them. So it's almost like we're still believing in the number a lot, right? When, you know, how many times every year, you know, you're going to see at least one, maybe two 12s be to five. Right. So, you know, it's almost, it's almost like we're believing in the numbers too much anymore. Yeah. Uh, and as we speak, again, as we're doing this, it looks like Michigan State is going to beat USC. And so, uh, and I think, listen, unless you're a USC fan, you have to be rooting for Tom Izzo and Michigan State with everything that's happened at that school. So it's just, yeah. USC on my sheet, so. Yeah. Uh, and we have, listen, another 15 that has to win, Mikey A, is Vermont, because we had their coach on earlier this week, and he and I are going to a dead show together, so. Oh, we need that to happen then, yes. Guaranteed guest. Uh, how, this is so great for my dad. My dad, he was supposed to partake. My dad was supposed to be involved in that interview. He graduated from UVF. My brother went there. His son went there. My entire family went there except for me. My dad couldn't make it that day. But what he told me to tell Coach, don't ask him. He told me to tell him. My dad's 82. He doesn't give a shit anymore. Yeah, like, right. He said, Coach, I'm tired of You're great at getting to the dance. When we get there, can we actually dance that's what my dad wanted me to tell him and i did and the coach said i'll do my best <laughs> wow wow you're right and you too there's the filter's gone you right. just you just speak your mind I, I feel like he wanted to punch me in the face when i delivered that message but had my dad delivered it he would have uh he would have laughed and they he would have laughed him. right I, yeah Stu, it's just another day when somebody wants to punch you in the face <laughs> you're an asshole yeah well i mean <laughs> i'm also a truth sayer uh, all right mike let's go enjoy the uh the rest of the first round yes. here good games going on right now Again, Kennesaw State up big. Michigan State's going to win here. So uh, that's the, a couple of feel-good stories, and we'll uh, we'll root for Vermont, who, uh, who tips off here in about an hour. So, Mike, thanks for jumping in here. March Madness, it's the best, man. It so, is. the God bless March Madness, yes. God bless March <laughs> and a little bit of April. <laughs> Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than pre- Premium regular beer.